Center Insights. I'm your host, Nanda Felding, a senior partner at Ascenta Partners, an executive search firm in London, where I run the global consumer and brand practice. The pandemic has inspired us to take a fresh approach to our business and leverage one of our greatest assets, our global network of executives. We have launched this Ascenta Insights series to answer specific questions across many business critical topics. In collaboration with Johanna at Krisha Co., a tech entrepreneur and strategic management consultant, I'll be joined by a guest speaker in each episode. These subject matter experts are happy to share their knowledge with you, our global audience. After two episodes about diversity, we will move on to the powerful connector of diversity, inclusion. After all, you can have a hugely diverse senior management team, yet if the culture is one that is not inclusive, then we are missing out on the creative potential. I'm delighted with our guest today as we are welcoming Lucy Sorrentini to join us. She's phenomenal. She's the founder and CEO of Impact Consulting, a certified minority and women-owned professional services firm focused on talent and organizational development, diversity and inclusion consulting, leadership development, and executive coaching. Prior to starting her own business in 2015, Lucy was the chief diversity officer and HR leader at Booth Allen Hamilton a global management consulting firm. She also held other executive level positions at McKinsey & Co, Merrill Lynch and New York Life Insurance Company. Lucy will share more about the key enabler of inclusion with you and I'm sure you will enjoy the session. Lucy, thanks so much for being with us and over to you. Thank you so much, Nanda, for your kind introduction and for providing me the opportunity to share with your audience what I believe to be the secret sauce to increase inclusion within and across organizations globally. Specifically, trust as a key enabler to inclusion, and in my opinion, the number one ingredient of a strong company culture. To those joining the podcast, thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on this very important topic. It is my sincere hope that you will find the information insightful and valuable, and that you leverage the content to explore and learn more about yourself and your organization while also applying it to accelerate inclusion and advance your own talent initiatives. Throughout my career, I have had the great privilege of working with hundreds of clients on large-scale talent and OD change management initiatives, including those related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And while not one of our clients has ever contracted us specifically to work on a trust engagement, trust, in my opinion, is a must in each and every one of our strategies and solutions. And I carry that message forward into today's discussion as well. As Nanda mentioned in her Talent 2.0 podcast episode two weeks ago, there are two very important ingredients to creating innovation and strong results for organizations and individuals alike. And these are specifically diversity and culture. Both herself and Johanna talked about diversity. And I would like to take this moment to talk about the other important component, culture. As mentioned, culture can be the fertilizer to truly embrace ideas that can blossom into game-changing, innovative results. Culture is defined as the underlying and shared beliefs, assumptions, values, and ways of interacting that contribute to the unique 
social and psychological environment of an organization, both written and unwritten. A critical component of culture is inclusion. The Society for HR Management defines inclusion as the achievement of a work environment in which all individuals are treated fairly and respectfully, have equal access to opportunities and resources, and can contribute fully to the organization's success. Inclusion leads to significantly higher levels of engagement, employee morale, and innovation. So knowing this, what can or should we as business leaders prioritize to drive inclusion? The answer, my friends, rests in a simple, powerful, and yet sometimes elusive five-letter word, trust. In the recent Edelman 2020 and 20th Anniversary Trust Barometer Report, it is revealed that none of the four societal institutions that the study measures, government, business, NGOs, and media, is trusted. The cause of this paradox can be found in people's fears about the future and their role in it which are a wake-up call for our institutions to embrace a new way of effectively building trust, balancing competence with ethical behavior. Key highlights of the study point to the fact that the current state of trust is in a constant decline. Inequality is undermining trust and fears are overshadowing hopes. What we know is that trust is earned and it is based on competence and ethics. And it is only when we prioritize trust that we can enable and realize inclusion. So what exactly does it mean for our organizations and for each of us as leaders? As a consultant and executive coach, my advice is always to start by exploring that which we are seeking. In this case, understanding and assessing what trust is and where and how it shows up in our personal and professional relationships. We will explore these questions and much more in today's podcast. Let me start by defining trust. Trust is defined as having confidence, faith, or hope in someone or something. It is highly contextual, valuable, and fragile. Trust is something that cannot easily be measured or quantified as we would any other currency, but it can always be felt, and as we all know, trust is extremely valuable. Trust is something we prioritize and require in our personal and business relationships. In fact, across key industry talent and business reports, including those recently conducted by McKinsey & Company, the Center for Talent Innovation, the Society for HR Management, and as I briefly mentioned before, Edelman, trust continues to show up as a top priority when exploring the employer and employee value proposition across organization types and talent levels. When considering the workplace, trust is the conduit through which new ideas, innovation, and inclusion will travel. Let me repeat that statement for a moment and allow that to sink in. Trust is the conduit through which new ideas, innovation, and inclusion will travel. And so being on the right side of trust is not a nice to have, it is a must have. Despite rumors that the reports that the current state of trust is in constant decline, Trust continues to be a key enabler of successful relationships and strategies. When there is trust, the unknown no longer poses a significant risk, fear dissipates, and the overall quality of work life increases exponentially. A recent PWC survey reported that employees in high trust work environments are 106% more energetic at work, 76% more engaged with their jobs, 
74% less stressed, and 29% more satisfied with life in general. If this is not proof, my friends, to both understand and prioritize trust, I am not sure what is. Having this background, I would now like to take a deeper dive into the discussion around trust as a key enabler to inclusion. Specifically, I will share with each of you three components of trust and three related actions you can take to earn trust and increase trust and inclusion within your organization. The first component is to recognize that to trust is to be human. So what do I mean by that? It all starts with the brain. As human beings, we are born physically premature and highly dependent on our caretakers. We begin our life's journey open to trust for survival. And because of this need, we are hardwired to make social connections. We also know that our brain is the beholder of tens of thousands of thoughts per day. And to better manage and prioritize these thoughts, we often create mental shortcuts, or as some would say, unconscious biases and social stereotypes about certain groups of people and things. These social stereotypes, beliefs, and connections follow us throughout our entire life, and they are at the core of who we are and who we come to trust. And while we are in control of who we give our trust to, we must also be cognizant of the fact that our own biases are there and how they may be getting in the way of building trusting relationships. One solution for leaders I propose is to participate in unconscious bias research and training to better understand the science and the practical realities of bias, what it is, how it shows up, and most importantly, what can you do to mitigate it? Then engage in a dialogue with diverse stakeholders to share what you have learned and put in place a plan of action for how you will mitigate bias in the future. I'd like to share three quick suggestions for you to consider. First, learn to challenge your natural response by pausing to consider alternatives before making key decisions. Second, share more with others about who you are and what matters most to you and ask them to do the same. Third, make it a point to seek out the opinions of those whom you know are different from yours and truly listen to their perspective. Ask questions. Second, I'd like you to remember that trust is always a two-way street. Trust is a basic need and a core tenant of any successful relationship. Trust is both earned and built, and it requires active participation and engagement. Trust requires a rebalance of power. Trust relies on core capabilities and character traits, including competence, reliability, empathy, honesty, integrity, and yes, strong communication. To enable inclusion, ensure that you are both trusting and trustworthy. Take stock of your current relationships and the systems and programs around you. Determine where trust is strong and where trust is weak. Build trust from the inside out. Consider ways to engage with and include stakeholders across key talent and business decisions and pay close attention to how you as an organization and as a leader are attracting, developing, engaging, rewarding and retaining talent. Create value for and trust with your stakeholders requires active and not passive leadership. One solution I propose is to conduct an internal diversity audit of your key talent processes 
starting with where you see the least amount of diversity and where you know there is a gap or opportunity. As part of this assessment, include the voices, the experience, and the sentiments of the population you seek to find. For example, if you do not see diverse representation of women or professionals of color when recruiting for senior positions, call it out and create a plan for how you will create more diverse recruiting slates. This might include expanding your reach to non-traditional professional networks or tapping into your alumni group and hiring a professional search firm to help you with identifying diverse candidates. Reach for those who make up the population base you are seeking and ask them for their input and listen to and incorporate their feedback. Engaging in this two-way dialogue will build trust and definitely create a culture of inclusion. Third, appreciate that trust requires vulnerability. There's a strong connection between trust and vulnerability. In her new book, Daring Greatly, Brene Brown describes vulnerability as uncertainty and risk and emotional exposure. It is that unstable feeling we get when we step out of our comfort zone to do something that forces us to loosen control. It is by being vulnerable that we allow trust to take root and take us from the known to the unknown. To enable inclusion, give yourself permission to be vulnerable and allow others the same space to do the same. We are living and working in unprecedented times and managing complexity and uncertainty like never before. And it is in during these times that vulnerability, acting and being human is our greatest asset and it enables trust to flourish. This is especially true for leaders. Being vulnerable requires trust and there is no better way to build trust than to earn trust by being vulnerable. Being open about what we know, what we don't know, what concerns us, and really importantly, what inspires us is a way to create space for others to do the same and establish a shared voice for action and change. The solution I propose here is to incorporate key messaging, language, and questions related to trust in your formal and informal communication channels and change management practices. Include your employee satisfaction and engagement surveys, performance management processes and standards, and manager and employee team meetings. And then be open to take in and respond to the feedback from employees on how they define trust and what they feel will improve trust within your organization. In summary, I would like to revisit something that I said in the very beginning. Trust is the conduit through which ideas, innovation, and inclusion will flourish. Greatness in the workplace results when we all focus on the core human values that connect rather than separate us. Trust is one of those core values, and it is a key enabler to a truly inclusive workplace culture. Investing in trust is investing in your relationships, your career, your bottom line, and our collective future. Trust is a winning proposition all the way around. It expands and accelerates inclusion, innovation, and impact. It is the social glue that allows us to navigate times of uncertainty and change, and there is no time like the present to have this conversation and take action to prioritize trust to enable inclusion. Thank you so much for your time and attention during this podcast. I look forward to seeing and hearing about all the great things you can and will accomplish when you add trust as a key enabler to your inclusion strategies and solutions. Nanda, thank you again for allowing me to participate in Ascenta Partners podcast, and I will now turn it back over to you. Thank you so much, Lucy, and that was great. 
so recognizable and as you said a key enabler to inclusion and one for companies to be truly conscious of in order to reap the benefits of an inclusive culture enhancing innovation as we mentioned before during my talent 2.0 podcast new ideas cross-pollinate better ideas and in order to cross-pollinate we need an inclusive culture i either trust lucy has so well defined and explained today additionally we need to be adaptable Perhaps adaptability is the additional keyword, both on the personal and corporate level, as it can be seen as a superpower to help us thrive in an uncertain world. Hence, we've invited Ross Thornley from AQAI for next week's episode. He will share more about how to create highly adaptable workforces, focusing on measuring how adaptable people are and how they can be helped on a change journey. We look forward to welcoming you back as our audience. And please consider subscribing to the Ascenta Insights podcast so you don't miss the next episode. Thanks so much for listening.